0: Listen, as creatives, our focus should be on the clients and our craft. And now that I have my virtual assistant, I can devote more of my time to exactly that. The beauty of hiring a VA through StyleSmart is that they come to you already trained and able to seamlessly step into your business. From managing appointments and client communications to handling your social media presence, StyleSmart virtual assistants free you up to concentrate on your clients. And that's a change your clients will notice and appreciate. I mean, can we say elevating your perceived value? So when you're ready to level up in your business and take some weight off your shoulders, head on over to StyleSmartVA.com and book a free discovery call today. You'll also find the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. Style Smart VA empowering beauty professionals to focus on what they do best. And be humble.
1: I think people need to be humble.
0: Just be mm-hmm. humble. Yep. <laughs> just just be humble. Just, just straight up. Stay yeah.
1: humble and learn. And you'll and I'm then stay creative down. and curious and take risks and you'll be fine. Like
0: mm-hmm. and you'll
1: find mentorship. Otherwise, if you're not humble, you're not moldable, you don't stay creative, you burn out, you don't take risks. It's not an adventure for you anymore. People won't want to mentor you. So good.
0: Well, hey there, friend, and welcome back for another episode of the Your Hair Mentor podcast, where I'm your host and your hair mentor, Crystal Green. Now, in this week's episode, I get to get a little fangirly with you. I'm so excited to introduce you to one of my... um, what is the word? Like superstars in my mind uh, that I've been looking up to for a long time in the beauty industry, Brianna Cisneros. And I'm always careful to say her name. I'm like, I'm going to botch that last name. Um, And I'm so Brianna, I hope I'm still saying it correctly. But Brianna is someone that when I first saw her cut hair, I was like, oh my God, she cuts hair like I do. And I was honestly like a little insecure for a long time about the way that I cut hair because I am like a Vidal Sassu nightmare. Like precision haircuts are not my jam. I'm kind of a like slarvy, carvy, like slidey, textury, feel it, live in it, shake it around kind of person. And I drove my beauty school instructors crazy. And, um, Anyway, that's just how I see hair. That's how I cut hair. And Brianna kind of cuts hair, or at least visually, she looks like she cuts hair the same way that I did. And so I was like, oh my gosh, she's like me. And so I've always looked up to her. And if you don't know what I'm talking about with these textures, go, or textures, techniques, go look her up, Um, find her stuff on social media, and you'll be like, oh, I get it everything she does just kind of has this like softness to it. And anyway, so I love her clearly. And was so excited that she wanted to come on the podcast and um, get real and honest and like get to know the person behind the brand Um, because she's got a lot to offer. This is a a jam-packed session, my friend. Like when I got done with this episode, I had so many notes written down because I tend to take notes when I'm talking to someone when it's like, good one liners, they said, or like, you know, topics I want to come back to people I want to look into. And my paper was full with her. So I just I know you're gonna love this. And you're gonna get so much freaking value out of it. So why don't I go ahead and introduce you to my new friend, Brianna Cisneros. Sweet. Awesome. Um, Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Your Hair Mentor podcast. I am so excited to have you here today, but I want to make sure that I pronounce your name appropriately. Is it Brianna or Brianna?
1: It's Brianna. And isn't that always the question with us? I know. Brianna, Brianna, Briannes. It is. And
0: my cousin (laughs) growing up was Brianna and she hated it when people called her Brianna. So I'm always like making sure, right? So Brianna, I am so excited <laughs> to have you here and hear about your journey and what you're doing and I have to be really honest with you. I'm like having a bit of a fangirl moment here because like for the entirety of my career. I think I, we've been in the industry for the same amount of time, roughly, and I don't know how I heard of you because social media wasn't really a thing when we started, but I knew your name and I saw you doing these cool things. And I was like, this girl cuts hair in a way that makes sense to me. And so I've always looked up to you and followed you and just think you're so cool. So I'm really excited to have you here today.
1: Oh, uh, thank you so much. I really, really, really appreciate that. But it is like so kind of you to say. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I do think we started around the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would love for you to give me a little like background information on you, like where are you located? And I know you have like a family and you're running this online business. Just give me like a overarching view of what you're doing and where you're at.
1: Right now I am in sunny Southern California. Uh, I work, I work, it's pretty interesting. Things have changed and shifted a lot for me. So I'm working part-time in West Hollywood, um, but very part-time, um, at 901 Salon with some friends over there. They kind of just let me so graciously pop in and out as my schedule allows because my traveling schedule is kind of really amped up, but I live about 45 minutes away from there in um Orange County so beach city vibes more relaxing definitely family vibes and uh it was very almost like I get to retreat from my life kind of where I live (laughs) so my life meaning my work life um and then I'm constantly driving into LA to travel and and do shows or do whatever LAX is my home away from home. I'm like feeling I'm like there more than I'm even at the salon, which is so weird. And then, um, yeah, so everything's a bit strange right now. I love behind the chair. So, so for me, I'm, my goal is always like, okay, I can do all these things, but one of these days (laughs) I'm going to add days to behind the chair, which I know is seems a little bit backwards, but, um, but I truly, truly, truly love it. That's where my heart is. And yes, There's online education, Renegade Royals, much like yourself, Crystal. It was during the pandemic where I was like, all right, (laughs) now what do we do? And I had been wanting to be in the online space. I just see the value in it Mm -hmm. um, as far as just casting that broad net to just touch as many hearts as you can in whatever capacity that you can. And, um, And so that was my answer. Um, at the time it was called hair Headlums, and then it turned into renegade royals. And we kind of just like became a bit of a broader, you know, branding thing. You know, I wanted it to just feel, I don't know, just a little bit more elevated, I guess too. And, um, and it's, and it's just become something that is crazy incredible. Like it's definitely feeding my soul in ways that I didn't expect. So that's kind of where we're at it's a little bit of, of everything and everywhere
0: yeah <laughs> but it's, yeah it's and then how old are your children um they
1: are let's see i've got everybody's had birthdays so i've got a nine year old i've got a six year old um and then now a 10 month old
0: what I, know. I didn't how did i not know you had a baby
1: <laughs> i had a baby and this year has been particularly strange um i had a baby last November. Um, and so he's not quite a year yet, but he's cruising around and busier than ever already. So yeah, that third one kind of, it felt like it just happened. It was like, now we he- have third
0: <laughs> <laughs> I only have two myself and I have friends that have three and four kids and they kind of all say the same thing. Like you're so wrapped up in the first one because it's like life-changing. And the second one, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into and anticipating things. And then I feel like the third one just like plops into your life and you throw some like you know uh what's cheerios in your pocket and go you know you're like let's do this (laughs)
1: totally my husband always has like a diaper hanging out of his back pocket like such hot dad vibes
0: (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) oh my gosh how are you able to manage all of this with you know raising a family do you have help does your husband help or how do you do that
1: well i yes, definitely. My husband is like, I couldn't do anything without him. I mean, Renegade Royals is really our baby, I would say, you know, for sure. And, um, but I, I feel like it just takes a tribe. Like you almost can't plan for things like with kids. It's like so overwhelming to think, how am I going to do this, that, the other, and you try to plan for it and it never happens the way that you plan for it to happen. So I think it's just been, We've had help from like his mom, my mom, me and him being busy at different times and jumping in at different times and just literally sitting down each week, looking at the week ahead and being like, okay, do we all want to go and stay at this hotel or should I just go? Or do you want to, you know, and trying to figure out, I I kind of think of it as like keeping a pulse on everybody's emotional state, (laughs) like my children's, my husband's and my own and being like, okay. Do we need to really like band together through this? Or is it something that would be better for us all if I just went and, you know, just trying to constantly maintain everybody's like mental health through some of the madness, you know?
0: That's really, really good. I feel like it's, it, you have to do that. With I mean, yourself, first of all, but like the others around you, it's really easy to just get sucked in. I know as a creative, we get like super focused on what we're doing and we could just keep going. Right. And so you have to kind of pause and be like, whew, what's going on?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I think it's almost like a for us, I think it's kind of like that weekly pause. Like we almost, and it's not like scheduled. It's not like, oh, we're some, we have it together at all. Because it like changes throughout the week. Right. But I feel like it's every Monday we kind of go, oh wait, what are we doing? You know? (laughs) And then we bust out the calendars. Go, Oh, okay. That's what we're doing. Okay. We got this. We can get through another week.
0: You know? Yeah. (laughs) This is my favorite part about having people on the show is I feel like you know, obviously, the way we present ourselves on social media and in our content that we put out is like this polished, like you know, um, curated view of us and it's really easy to take a look at someone and be like damn they have got it all together and like i am <laughs> struggling i've got this like mom life this work life all these things and i just love hearing the real conversations of like yeah i barely have my shit together too but we're doing it <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely anyone that says otherwise right it's like yeah. a little suspect <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: exactly like come on tell me what's really going on right now
1: okay <laughs> yeah exactly and You know, if I could be just totally honest, um, this year in particular, I have, it's been like, almost like if you kind of, if you looked at my social media, it it definitely is a little bit business forward, like it's hair, 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 hair. And, And I've kind of always kept things a bit like, okay, hair on social media, and then my private life, my mom life, my, with my kids and everything has been a little bit separate just out of my own. I don't know, like I'm a millennial and I just was like, okay, I'm going to do this for business. And I'm not, I don't really, I never really enjoyed social media until now that I'm like making such cool connections with people. I absolutely love, I've made lifelong friendships on there. And so I definitely have a different, viewpoint of it, but I think out of survival for this last year, it's been a doozy. So I have been so like business on social media that I literally feel like I'm at a place. You're getting the, before I actually do it. (laughs) Um, Because I I just, even in the last couple of days was looking at it. I called a girlfriend of mine. Her name's Kia Neal. She's another person who um, is in the industry. And I just had like a chat with her and I'm like, yeah I feel like I'm I need to go on and just say hey like I've just been releasing hair content but like my life I just kind of need to talk a little bit about my personal life and let you know what's really going on so that people can because I think it's important for people to connect to you in another way as well or at least know where all of this is coming from like what place is all of this coming from you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so yeah I feel like there's a need for that right now in my own social media You know, where I'm like, all right, I've been keeping up with the algorithms, but that's about it.
0: (laughs) Right, right. And it goes into that whole like uh, no like trust factor, right, in terms of like connections with people, like the more real and uh, honest that you are, the more they trust you and they like you and they want to follow you and they want to support you and they want to help you. But sometimes it's hard to do that. I kind of do the same myself with just like Mm -hmm. family stuff. Honestly, my daughter, who's eight years old, is really private, and she's always Aww. been shy. And I know even as like a little toddler, I'd be like, let me take a picture of you. She And she would like hide her face. She'd be like, OK, you can take a picture of my hair. But I was like, oh, dang. Like, she's wow. like, I don't, I don't want you to show my face to other people. I'm like, huh okay, it was a bit of a lesson for me because I'm like an open book. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like not modest at all whatsoever. Like whatever, people can think what they think. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I should be kind of respectful of their privacy and, you know, feelings too. So I don't do a lot of personal stuff on social media, but the little bit that I do, people engage like crazy. Like they want to see it, you know?
1: Yeah, and and it's funny because it's not, I don't know I don't know what it is I think that I'm I'm also not great at being vulnerable to be honest with you like I think I was raised like my dad's a cowboy I was raised on a ranch and it was like suck it up and you know like I don't know everything was just like I even I saw him last night and he's like oh I don't know, you, you, my tough girl you know like it's just like that affirmation of like you're like the strong you know and he treated me I think he was even a little bit not harder on me, but expected a lot more from me than even my brother, my older brother, you know, because I think he saw himself in me. And so there's things that go back to childhood where you're just like, there's always a reason why you act or react or are a certain way, or whether you're private or out there. So for me, I think it's like showing that vulnerability and not just being like, all right, like, you know, the face that I put on Mm -hmm. is the tough face, you know, but I'm like, I'm actually, you know, going through x, y, and Z, and I'm learning, I'm learning a lot about being vulnerable, yeah, about letting people help you about like receiving from other people and gifts and things like that in my in my older age now
0: <laughs> great.
1: Learned, those are my lessons. like that I'm like, okay, I'm. I need to break this down, and this is what I gotta change, you know,
0: yeah. So, um, in the last year, have you had like struggles in your business or just like in your personal life or both? Uh, it's definitely been
1: personal life. Like business is just fine. Everybody's great. People are happy when things are Mm -hmm. good. I've been able to try, I had to, the struggles in my business life have been because of my personal life. Like, so the struggles that I've had to deal with, like I had to cancel, uh, the hugest show I probably would have ever done that I produced. I did, I was like me and the other artists were like jamming on this whole like artistic direction and it was going to be in Spain and it was just this huge well event. And I was like, this is, this is like the coolest thing that I've put on, you know? And um, it was a lot of diversity and inclusion Um, was kind of our segment, but we took that and we made it like, so kick-ass. Like, it was the most kick-ass segment for sure. And um and so we were on our way. And granted, this is skipping the whole part of having a baby, going through postpartum, coming out of that. Jump to this moment here that I'm talking about. We're on our way back to get our passports for my little one so that we can, we're all going to Spain together. Because it was one of those moments where it was like, I'm not going by myself. We're bringing a family. This is what's best for the family. And we're coming back we're in the carpool lane some guy crossed the double yellow so for people who don't understand carpool lane um in california it's like it's for people who have more than one passenger in their car and it's on the left side right so he crossed over a double yellow and he was a single passenger and he just wasn't looking 405 is notorious for having the most horrendous traffic in the nation and um he was just trying to dodge traffic and dodged it very like violently into us and our car flipped. It went up in the air. It hit the center divider, hit him, went up in the air, flipped midair and landed on oncoming traffic. My babies were in the car. My husband was in the car. It completely lit on fire. And then angels showed up, which was like a somebody who was retired, a retired fire chief, a guy in an EMT outfit and the police chief's wife, grabbed my kids. Everybody was pulled out of the car. My husband ripped the car doors off the hinges because of his dad's strength in the moment. And I had broken my back in five places. And yeah. Yeah. So I broke my back in five places. I mentioned it once on social media. And then it was like, as if nothing happened on social media. And these are some of the things that I kind of need to go on and talk about. But I, I was out of commission. Like I was a mess. I was still trying to go to Spain while I I was in the hospital, emailing (sighs) Wella, like, I don't know what kind of break it is. I don't know if it's just like a fracture. Like I was like, I'm insane. I'm an insane human. I should not have even, but I also don't think I was in my right mind. I think I was in shock, Yeah. (laughs) but yeah. Anyway. So I was in the hospital for a couple days, not knowing if I would be able to walk or what the deal was. Neck brace, everything. Oh my God. So then, then it was just months of recovery, like months of recovery, multiple shows canceled, two trips to Spain canceled, two trips to Canada canceled, a couple other events that I had. It was like kind of the busy season. Um, And then not really, we did a huge push on Renegade Royals and then it was kind of like oh, like, where is every, you know, like, you feel like you're dropping the ball constantly. And yeah, so that was wild. That was wild, wild, wild. And then that's not even the end of the story. The story continues. But anyways, that's kind of like where it all started. Um, Where it was just like, oh, yeah, (laughs) this year has been really, really hard. Oh, my gosh. But it also has been really, really good. And like I said, lots of learnings. And But career is doing fine. Well has been beautiful throughout it and supportive and just like take whatever you need, do whatever you need kind of thing. So I've been grateful for that company support. And then at 901, all my clients and everybody's like crazy support through it. But
0: yeah. How long have you worked with Wella? (laughs) It's been like a long time, right? Yes. So Wella
1: was such an organic, I love talking about it because it was like the most organic happening. Um, It was like when people were just starting to do the influencer thing. So it was kind of interesting because it was like, like the resistance by like a lot of the brands was just like, we have to deal with these people that are like these social media people. But I was already teaching for a long time and teaching um, kind of my own independent classes and accidentally kind of opening up accounts for them, but not, out of any kind of like salesy anything. It was like, I, this is how you get this crystal white blonde, or this is how you get this, you know, these specific things. And so they started coming to my classes and they were kind of scouting out like, oh my gosh, this hairdresser is really obsessed with us. <laughs> and um and my following just started to grow organically through just educating and my passion for educating because I wanted to teach honestly kind of the girls at the Salon. Um, And I didn't know, you know, in a booth rental situation, you don't really, you can't really, you know, tell them what to do. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, in a very passive aggressive way, I would be like, look, you know, because they're all looking at their phones and they're like, oh, do it that way. Okay. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And it accidentally leaked out into, you know, you know, the Internet, which Uh not, not, it wasn't an accident. It was just like, I didn't expect, you know, for it to to hit people and affect people, you know, and that's kind of how that started, but Wella started way back when, so it's been six or seven years with them. Um, you know, as like a partner of theirs, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And cool. But I used other lines, um, previous to that, I used other lines in conjunction with that, but now I'm totally exclusive because I kind of have, they have everything you need, you know, Mm -hmm. and when you know the line well enough, you kind of don't, feel the same need to dabble (laughs) yeah oh I could make it here I could do it there yeah you learn
0: to manipulate it the way that you need to totally yeah that's awesome so are they partnered with you with renegade royals at all or is that totally your own separate thing that's my own
1: separate thing which I think is healthy to have (laughs) I could you know like we could work out a deal and do some kind of partnership but I think I think it's important as hairdressers in general, no matter how much you love and are obsessed and are loyal, which I completely am with Willa, there's no nothing. It's all good, 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 good. Um, but I, I just feel the need to always hang on to an independent part of myself mm-hmm. um, in every aspect. Like I just feel like I never want my art. To feel owned by anyone but me. <laughs> and I always wanna be able to speak really freely. And not that Wella doesn't let me, but there's that fear of just always, you just always wanna have, you know, something for yourself.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. I bet you, you kind of even inadvertently do stuff with Wella that you're like, it's in a Wella culture vibe versus like your Renegade Royals vibe would be like unhindered kind of. Totally. Totally. It it
1: kind of feels a little bit more of that renegade side, right? Where you're just kind of like, Hey, like, and you're able to speak to people like they're your friend. And I I think I, I, I always try to maintain that throughout all of the Wella stuff as well, but you're right. You're kind of on your best behavior. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When you're working with a brand, you're being professional, you're on your best behavior, um, and when it's just you, you're like, Hey, girl, listen. You know?
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> let me get straight with you. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. And you can let your shoulders down and it feels relaxed, and you want people to feel really comfortable when they're learning. You yeah,
0: know? yeah. so I'm curious if you would share with us with your Renegade Royals Education platform because I know you do like cutting and coloring in there. Um. I personally am just like super drawn to your cutting techniques and like love how you like do all this like carving and like sliding and texturing and the little movements. So for me, like the haircutting education is really attractive. Um, Is there one versus the other that tends to be more popular with you? Like, do you get a lot more people that look at one type of education versus the other or not really? Not really. It's kind of funny. In the beginning, it started out
1: color. Like oh. it was like the black to platinum thing, but like doing it in an organic way and and really kind of like foliage was not a huge thing when myself and my business partner Shannon back in the day, we started this thing called Workshop Evolve. And that's when we got signed with Wella and it was exploding at the seams for color. And I felt a little lost in it. Not I loved like I, I didn't feel lost in the education aspect. I loved it, but I felt like my hair cutting got lost. Like, I was like, guys, I, but I also do all these other things, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, like the Bixie. I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> I was like, you guys, I love hair cutting. <laughs> so it wasn't really teaching,
0: you know, all of the things that I wish I could
1: have taught at the time because people just wanted to know how do I get this balayage to be platinum? You know, <laughs> mm. how do I get that? Like, look, you know, and that's what the need was at the time. And so I got kind of known for that. And I had to break out of that a little bit very slowly because you can't just say, Oh, I do this, but I do, th-. you know, you can't show everybody everything at once online all the time, because I feel like you get, they only want to see what they're used to seeing from you. You know, mm-hmm. I remember when I got extensions, people were like, cut it off. Oh my God. I hate seeing that. Ew. You, you know, cause it's like, you're the, you're the pixie girl. Like you can't have you know and yeah so it's funny you kind of do have to slowly introduce people <laughs> like I cut hair and then so I started doing the shag and then people are like oh we only want to see the shag for me like a lot of like people that want to work they're just like I want to see the shag I want to see the shag I'm like but let's also look at these shorter haircuts and let's also look at these longer haircuts and like you know really like get people into that zone so so it's funny because I have like my guys from the pat. They're like, they love the color. And then I have people coming now. I feel like haircutting education now is like really needed. Like yes. it's just people know how to do that now. Like they know how to do all those foily eyes, balayage, like, and they were calling it different names and making it. And I had so many, I was so blessed with so many educators coming in to take our classes. I was like, that's cool. Like, and it just caught on like wildfire and, I'm so like proud of that. And I don't need anyone else to know that. But I feel like me and Shannon, when we talk about it, we're like, hell yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. everybody knows how to do this and it's great. And they're making it their own. And it's, you know, you love when things catch on, you know. And so that's kind of how I feel about even the Bixie. It's like, all right. Like, and it catches on like wildfire. And you're just like, you don't really care. You don't need people to know where it comes from. You just, I just love to see like that hair cutting is a, Thing again and we can just go crazy and carve things out and do big disconnections and experiment
0: and have fun and not
1: feel so in a box yeah like i mean really put us in a box sometimes
0: i was really waiting for haircuts to come back because for the mm-hmm. last like i feel like it's been 10 years since extensions have kind of taken off and then the balayage it's like everyone's got long wavy hair just everywhere yeah. you look, long wavy hair. And I was like, I mean, there's more to it than that. You could kind of be a little little fun with it, you know? And everyone's <laughs> like, nope, long long waves, beach waves. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And I feel like it's finally here, right? Yes, yeah, so with the shags and the pixies and the bixies and the bangs and all the things. I'm like, yay. Yeah. You're like,
1: this is it. This is where it's at. I love this. I know. Finally. I, um, I love extensions for shows. Like, I think it's so awesome. And I love that you can transform somebody with extensions. I think it's- great all of it's great but um but if I did that all day every day I would I think I would my the artistic part of me would die slowly and it's not because extensions aren't artistic but it's just not my kind of artistic expression like it might be somebody else's but I think we each kind of do gravitate towards my your aesthetic and what you like to see and you know and I like extreme length like if I'm like oh if I'm gonna add somebody's extensions in I kind of want to put them on a runway and have it be glassy and go to their knees, <laughs> you know, like, it just, it's like, you know, take it there, you know, like, so it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Cause I've, I've been able to kind of introduce my styling on stage more recently. And so that's been cool because it's like, God forbid that you do all three, right. Styling, cutting and color, like, <laughs> right. People are kind of like, what? No, you're confusing us. But I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to keep slowly introducing more sides of things and, and show texture and show braiding even and show these other skill sets that I've had since I, you know, that you're always growing, you know, you're always trying
0: to sharpen them. Ideally, you're always growing them. Uh, I actually wanted to ask you about that because in my mind, you're kind of a generalist, right? Because you can cut and you can color, you can do extensions and you can style hair really well. So you have this like broad base of knowledge from probably dabbling in all sorts of things when you started, right? I feel like there's a lot of coaches these days that are um, telling brand new baby stylists to just very quickly pick a niche and stick with it. Like figure out a strength and just do it and like make that be your thing your whole career. And I'm kind of of the mind of like, ooh, I kind of feel like it's good to have a little bit of everything to grow and be able to blossom when the time calls and the trends change.
1: I think I've just seen too many people like who are Top. I'm talking. They work at Sally Hirschberger salon and they're amazing. And I'm literally thinking of a conversation like I had not long ago. And they're like, hey, like I I've been doing color for 20 years. I love it. I get to work on all these celebrities. I get to do all this stuff. I don't know how to cut a straight line. Like I can't it's, it's been ha- like- a handicap of mine and an insecurity deep down that I don't tell anybody about because I'm working on all these celebrities. And I can't tell them I don't know how to cut a straight line or I can't help when we're in the moment and they need help or, you know, all these things. And it's like, can we do like one-on-one trainings or whatever? And it's like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, and I'm not talking, I said Sally Hershberger, but I don't even think they're there anymore. So you, you guys still don't know who I'm talking about, but, (laughs) but you know what I mean? It's one of those things um, where you, and I only say that because she's so reputable and amazing, but, um, but it's true. It's, it's not. It's not about a place or this or that. It's about the individual stylist feeling, like, insecure about, oh, my gosh, because I specialized, now I have to deal with this. And so I just am nervous for the baby hairdresser to not be able to explore and decide for themselves, like, yes, you might be really good at this, but what if you really love, like, Like I might be really good at color, but what if I really just love carving up people's hair? And like, I just felt insecure about it because I didn't want to just go for it. You know, I don't know. Like, I just think that there's always time to specialize. Yes. But there isn't always that beautiful time in your career in the beginning where people are willing to pour into you and show you new things and take you in your hand and guide you through stuff. And so I feel like why not learn? as much as you can, of everything. And, and I feel like it's really helped me grow now. I feel like it's more endless. Like, I feel like now I can just, I'm like, oh, like, like there's certain things that are so intimidating to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to learn how to crush that like Mm -hmm. runway look or that this look or something extreme, or even some avant-garde stuff just, or with wig work or just things that you're like, oh, I want to try, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that That curiosity is healthy for an older stylist, like somebody who's been in the business a long time. It's so easy to get burnt out. It's easy to just go and specialize and do the same over and over and over every day again and again and again. I would be afraid of burnout and I would be afraid of not being inspired. Same. Those are like my two biggest fears in my career.
0: Right. I think a lot of people would agree. We're all creatives. You know what I mean? Like we want that sort of like high energy input and output situation. And if I think if you're in like a lather, rinse, repeat thing every day, you're going to not be inspired after a while, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you agree. Cause I, I definitely feel like, you know, trends come and go. Like I know you mentioned recently, like cowgirl copper, right? Um, (laughs) like these things come and go better or
1: worse exactly yeah exactly
0: and like we need to be able to pull from like a base of knowledge of things we've experienced before to be like okay I understand how to apply that in this situation now imagine if you've like never even tried to do a copper color before because you graduated beauty school and only did blondes and now you're like oh my god my client wants copper I'm dead yeah
1: I'm done yeah (laughs) it's so funny because it's so funny you bring that up because Right now, there's this crazy controversy over these names. Like, people hate, hate, hate them. And then people love, love, love them. And it's like, guys, like, who cares? Like, it's all, to me, I just love doing hair. Like, I don't care what you call it. Like, I'm like, okay, you can call it whatever. Um, our Our, like, I don't know. Like, I just think it's okay. It's okay. I think you need to know how to talk to your clients. I think you need to know how to stay young, relevant. And when I mean young, I mean mentally, like Mm -hmm. mentally young in an industry where fashion is blowing, like plowing forward and things are constantly changing. And you've got to stay up to current events to know how to talk to your clients. Like I'm a little old school in that way. Like I want to be the person you come to. And I want to be able to just like wow you and keep you coming back and all of the things and and if someone says cowboy or cowgirl I don't even know if it's cowboy or cowgirl I called it a cowgirl copper and somebody's like it's cowboy and I'm like I don't know online it's a 50 50 split you know like yeah. I'm like I don't, I don't I didn't make up the trend I have no idea um but but I 100% can look at an inspiration board or a mood board and say these are the colors we're drawing from this is the aesthetic this is what looks good together. This is how. These are different techniques you could apply to get there. These are a million different formulas that you could utilize and do and, and train your eye and what to see and how colors reflect or absorb light to play together in a certain way. So all of that, like knowing all of that is obviously what matters like besides the name, but the name matters because what if somebody comes in and they just kind of know more than you about hair? And I'm like, nah, like we're going to address, each one of these looks we're going to address where we're at in fashion the youth really do drive so much of where fashion goes and uh I'm a millennial look like I'm like I'm cool with that I'm like all right oh like oh I love that let's let's take it and make it me or change it or give it an aesthetic that I feel like proud of or has like a quality to it like let's go. You know, like I I love being inspired by the younger generation. I think it's cool and fresh. Why not? You know? So I just want to encourage people to like, just be a little bit expansive with their minds and just be like, you don't have to love a trend. You don't have to jump on some octopus (laughs) jellyfish thing that you hate, (laughs) you know, like you don't have to do that, but you could know what it is. Mm -hmm. And if somebody came in, you could still crush a look just because you freaking have the skill set like you're just that
0: good you know
1: that could exist and that's okay you
0: know yeah totally i completely agree and i feel like when things are consumer driven which is i think what's going on with these names right the butterfly haircut the wolf haircut it's like not the hairstylists on tiktok that are posting about it all the time it's the clients right The clients are saying, I want cowboy copper or cowgirl copper. And they're the ones bringing in the photos. Anytime my client is bringing me inspiration, I'm going to run with that. Right. They're trying to tell me that they want something. And whatever language they want to use to get them there, it's totally fine with me. And if it makes them smile, even better, you know?
1: And let's be real, they don't know what a level six
0: red is. Like, exactly. (laughs) No. And I I don't need them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I do think some stylists are coming up with these names and some people like for me I've always if I've ever like said a name like the Bixie was like the one thing that I was like, I need a name for a haircut that is in between this bob and this pixie. Like that has actual pixie haircut underneath, mm-hmm. an actual pixie haircut on top, sandwiching a bob in the middle. <laughs> like I have to like come up with something to define my class. Um, that I'm teaching. So I have to have names for people to search in a search engine in my education for people to find it. So if things become a trend, it was completely accidental, but, but, you know, so I do think there are people kind of like coining things and, you know, it's, it's cute, but whatever, like I want hairdressers to be successful. So -hmm. if somebody becomes successful because they coined something, I'm like, I love you, love you for it. You're Mm -hmm. there's obviously a stroke of genius in it. Whatever. I'm sure. Right. Mm -hmm. There's something, if something starts trending, there's a reason why, like, even if I don't understand it, like good for you, you know? And then also, like you said, consumer driven stuff is just like, we have to listen to our clients, you know, (laughs) like we're in the service industry and I love it. I love them for it. I love that it's a collaboration. I love when my clients get artistic and show freedom and an interest in like coining a look for them, you know, so. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I know. I would love to speak with a hairdresser who's one of the ones that's like, oh, I hate all the names. Can we just call it what it is? Because most people that I've talked to are like, oh, no, it's fine. I love it. It's creative. Oh, Can really? I
1: see? Oh, no, I totally have friends. I have multiple friends that are like, oh, my gosh, this is so annoying. And I think their point is, is that people are capitalizing, you know, like, yeah you know, capitalizing on it. I or mean, something. but there's or so much like,
0: money in the world. Like if they can yeah. have a grab of money because they came up with cowboy copper, whatever, you know? <laughs>
1: I don't, yeah. I don't, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't bother me, but I do think that I, and I also think that they just get like annoyed because they've been in the industry for so long that they're just like, Oh, it's, you know, it's been done before. It's called a graduated Bob. It's called a one length, whatever it's called long layers. It's called, but I'm like, but then where does it stop? Internal layers, um, convex layer. <laughs> Like, Are our clients really going to come in asking for the right thing ever? No, they never are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Can I have this taken up to my occipital bone? You're like, oh really? Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, well, I'm curious. So, okay. In the beginning of this conversation, you mentioned that you like work just a teensy bit behind the chair. And usually when I'm talking to people that have established a different business, like a digital business or educational business where they travel, they're at some point going to walk away from the behind the chair business. It's kind of like they're holding on to it because they love it, but they know it's like on its way out. And you mentioned you almost want to go back to doing more behind the chair. I love
1: it. I love it. I love like, I think what it is, is it's that you stay so sharp when you're like one person after the other, you don't know what to expect. They come in, they ask for like something that you're like, what, we're going dark. Like, you know what I mean? And all those conversations and the connection. And there's a different type of pressure when you're working with models or working with brands. And it's, it's not, I'm, I'm used to the pressure. It's like, there's a boundaries even like, Oh, we can't take it up to this certain length or we've got, you know, there's, so there's, it's not as free and as fluid and as fun, which is why sometimes I even just work on doll heads because I'm like, I just want to do exactly what I want to do, you know? And usually with clients, you are working with restrictions, but a lot of times they're like, you know, I'm here to get the, whatever it is that you want to put on my head, you know, and I'm so, it's so fun. And, and there's, and then there's also the problem solving aspects of clients, you know, like just, there's just, it's just, comes with so much. Um, And it's very rich. And I think that it's hard to keep that perspective when you're in the salon every day, you kind of feel like, how can I get out of this and go do all these other things? Um, And I think that that's totally valid. But I think that it's, for me, it's always been a blend of everything. It's always, everything has fed everything. And so when I'm not behind the chair enough, I feel like there's just this void or this lack of something Mm -hmm. you know there's just this like this like uh, something's like missing like there's a piece of it that's not as sharp as it could be or or you're disconnected or yeah you feel out of the loop in a way and and, and, like how are you going to teach hairdressers how to do hair behind the chair when you're not doing hair behind the chair I don't know so I I try to get myself I put myself in that position Mm -hmm. as much as I can um to just keep myself in check
0: Mm hmm. That's a really interesting perspective that you brought up, though, about like at this point in your career, most people that are going to come sit in your chair know who you are ahead of time. Right. Like they're yeah. aware that you're like this level of a stylist. Right. And so they're coming in with this like <laughs> heavy amount of trust. They know, mm, yeah. they know they're in good hands. And so then you get this like um, on a on a silver platter, like here, do whatever you want. I'm just here for the experience. Like, it's, that true. Is it's not so reality. cool.
1: I'm like, it's not reality. Right. I know. I, but it's, I, I get it too. I'm very grateful. I'm very, very grateful that people, you know, come in kind of just knowing what they want. They know what to expect from your work. They feel like they know you and you get to know them. And it's a beautiful thing kind of right off the bat. They even know your pricing. Like, it's just like all out there for them to just be like, all right, this is, I know what, I'm signing up for basically, um, but I think the lesson in that is that that what you put on social media, how much it really matters as far as like like your the what the work you want to be doing. And people say this all the time, you know, the work you want to be doing is what you put out on social media. But also, just kind of like you want to create that, you want to create a space where people are like, ooh, like. Like do exactly you, do the work you love, do the work that you, you know what I mean? It's kind of is goals in a way, Um, but it takes a lot of years to get there. It's not like poof, all of a sudden I have all these dream clients. When I started on the floor, I remember taking every color correction, every coily texture, every single, like every single person that would come through the doors that might take a little longer be a little bit more effort or stretch me outside of my comfort zone or whatever, just because I was like, so hungry to like grow, you know? And, and and I'm not trying to like, it's not a bragging thing. I think it's kind of this weird self. Like I have, I have a little bit of a problem where I'm just like, if my value is in how hard I work, right. I need to correct that about myself. And I have a lot to learn from generations who are doing it better than I am for sure. But I think that, It served me well at a young age to be like, hey, you know, like I'll do the hard stuff, like like put me in coach kind of thing, you know, Um, because I felt like I wanted to prove it to myself and to everybody around me. Like I can do this like I can do this stuff, you know, and so I don't know. I, um, I think that it goes back to even our point of just doing a little bit of everything and growing yourself in every area. If you haven't cultivated the space in your salon with your clientele to do that yet, um, doing it on your own time, being intentional and going to classes that are outside of your comfort like zone, you know what I mean? Like if you've never used a razor before, if you've never done curls before, if you feel like color corrections terrify you, you know, yeah. putting like thrusting yourself into those spaces, you know? Mm-hmm. And just picking people's brains and learning and then actually taking those clients and doing it,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the- and, yeah, totally. And then you don't have to be a celebrity stylist in order to have that trust factor be really high. You can just be someone who's been behind the chair working on their client base of loyal customers to get that same experience. Totally, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's really cool. You are definitely an artist at heart. Like for someone to be like, no, dude, I want to go back to working more behind the chair so I can have that creative space and that creative freedom. I think that's fantastic. And obviously, I feel like your heart's in the game.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. I I think that we all have to fight for that. I think it's not like, like, oh, you know, you. I think that there's always that side of yourself that's like, we all can get burned out. We can all feel like I quit. I just quit. You know what I mean? Like we get there a million times over, but it's like, okay, so say you're there seven times, get up eight, right? Like just keep like, like if you don't give into that, you don't give up and you try it in a different way. You let your creativity shift you to like, okay, like maybe I'm stuck creatively or I'm like, it's getting mundane or whatever's happening. Be like, but I do hair. So why not go to the beach and give out free bang trims? I don't know. Like <laughs> why not like shake it up for yourself to make that connection again with people and to make that connection with your own art and and just kind of like find the love and find what makes you excited and and not be afraid to do something different, especially now when social media just keeps showing the same thing over and over. It's like this is getting boring like let's do something different you know mm-hmm. um and so I think it's okay to ask those questions to be that person and to take a risk I think that you know for whoever is listening and feels like there's just been that thing where you're just like I really like have all of that inside of me but you feel trapped by you know the worlds that we live in in our phone or in your salon environment or even at home and you're your family lives. I think, uh, I guess the one thing, if I could leave anything is just like that encouragement of just, Hey, like take the risk, ask yourself, what is the worst that could happen? Kia asked me that last week. She's like being honest and being transparent. What is the worst thing that could happen? Right. Address that thing because it's probably not that bad <laughs> because it's our own, it's ourselves. It's our men- own mentality that can release. Really stifle us and get us stuck. And so just ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen and just try it, you know? And, uh, and that's the only way you're ever going to have anything blow up for you because you did something that's uniquely you. And that was your idea that was like from your brain and from your heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so just, yeah, please take the risk because the world needs, needs new art, different art. I want to be inspired
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you
1: got to take the risk because we're relying on you for that inspiration.
0: Absolutely. Well, I feel like this is a really great time to wrap around to the conversation. If someone wants more of you, what do you recommend they dive into first? Do you have like courses, memberships? What do you have to offer in the education space?
1: I would 100% say Renegade Royals, like 110% just because I'm, I'm online like you always DM me you can always reach out I'm not always the best and I have never been the best at like being on top of everything <laughs> like I have like an assistant who helps me be on top of everything because I needed to do that for myself like but um because I guess yeah kind of typical artist right like I'm yeah. a little bit of a scatterbrain um but Renegade Royals is like all of my thoughts organized into one place, and I think there's way more classes. I have a huge list of classes that I haven't come out with yet. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I haven't done this one yet. Like, I want to do a razor 101. I want to do yeah. Like, why haven't I done that yet? Yeah. <laughs> like, and nothing. It, when I was releasing things, it was always just what I was excited at in the moment. And so it's always just what's kind of fresh and new. And so I've been very excited about people just being along for that journey because I feel like it really is an endless one and we have big plans and so um it is I I made it I wanted to make it affordable like in the beginning when we were teaching workshop evolve the classes were like 1250 or something like that like 1250 like dollars and I'm like that's so much money and that's that's just I want everyone to have this information like my that is my heart you know mm-hmm. and so I'm like I feel excited about the fact that it can be a monthly membership that somebody could sign up for a month they could take one class and peace out like they could literally for like 29 bucks like go consume as much as they want and just like cancel I mean you hope people don't do that you want them to be like a part of your journey and like you want to connect and be- go deeper with people and like have it be this like loyal beautiful thing yeah. but I also like I know hairdressers like I know what they're up to you know and I'm just like, like- just get that education, just get it, you know? So, um, so yeah, so that was my way of like making it affordable, but also like if they want to follow it, like deep into the stream,
0: (laughs) jump in the river and let it take them, they can, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So it's Renegade Royals. It's a monthly membership and it's $29 a month, right? That's it. Beautiful. (laughs) It's so clean and simple. I love it.
1: Yeah. That's it.
0: and then was the shows
1: say. like there's always like yeah shows and things and I did a tour I took a step back I had a baby I broke my back <laughs> I no big deal had a few other things happen in between that I'll probably share <laughs> when I'm ready to be that vulnerable but it's also just like been that's why I think Renegade Rails has saved me because I've been able to be creative and have an outlet when I can't always physically do that so um so yeah so uh. Well, uh, I've been doing tons of shows with them and whoever I can, because editorial and like runway stuff has been really inspiring lately. So you
0: you can can see see me there, too. (laughs) Well, I am excited for your new year, new adventure, and hopefully it will be less um, crazy for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm definitely hoping that as well. So thanks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming on here today. It was an absolute joy to get to know you, Brianna. I mean, you're everything and more than I thought you would be.
1: Oh, thank you, Crystal. It was so delightful to talk to you. I feel like we're very like minded.
0: <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Okay, well, we'll be in touch and um I will let you know when this episode airs. Amazing. Thank, thank you, you so you. much. Bye bye. Whether you are a new stylist, Seasoned stylist, I don't think it matters. I'm sure everyone can take value out of this interview with Brianna. Um, She's so insightful and uh, honestly just a wonderful person. And the conversation that we had off the record was really um, vulnerable, I mean, which is something she said she had a hard time with. And uh, actually, I have to be completely honest with you as soon as we got done with this interview, I was so proud of her. Brianna, if you're listening to this, I'm so proud of you for. Going live on your social media and talking about what you went through, um, I was I wasn't happy that you went through that obviously, but I was happy to see that you finally felt comfortable enough to share about it. Uh, because I think your vulnerability will really lead a lot of people. And uh, so as my listener, you, I hope you enjoyed this conversation and um, found some inspiration out of this interview with Brianna. So um, anyway, obviously, I'm still fangirling over here a little bit and uh, I'm loving every minute of it. So as I always like to say, thank you so much for listening. It has been my pleasure to be your hair mentor. And until next time, my friend, have a wonderful hair day. Hey friend, Crystal here, and I've got something special for you that's too good to miss. Introducing the wildly popular Confident Conversations Bootcamp, where we unlock the three secret stylist skills that attract clients who pay. In just three classes, we'll transform how you communicate, connect, and turn every conversation in the salon into a formula for high-paying clients. It's not magic, it's mastery of words, presence, and the kind of confidence that turns heads. So why sign up? Because mastering these skills means more than just full books. It's about crafting a career that's as rewarding financially as it is creatively. We're talking quality clients who value your expertise and are happy to pay you for it. And the best part? It's completely free.